All right, today we're going to be talking about the Tunguska event on the Paranormal Mind podcast. Y'all are still in my thunder. Y'all can go. <laughs> God, I want to cuss so bad right now. Yeah, let me find it. <laughs> okay, so so really you made a sound effect with your mouth because you couldn't find the right spot. And you said that you are the expert sound mixer. I am. I'm a a professional. Oh, clearly. I can can see that. I mean. Yeah, that's a look, look. Whenever uh, people made fun of me for saying that, like, I had been doing uh, paranormal investigating professionally, all that you have to do to be a professional anything is get paid for it. That is true. And that makes you a professional. So joke's on you. People pay me to do this. And boys. Who's the real dummy? We've made $5. (laughs) Yeah, we've made five bucks. So I'm a professional podcaster now. That's right. (laughs) Oh, God, dude. I want to pass out in this chair. (laughs) We've done it. We've made it, boys. Anyway, let's jump right into this episode of The Paranormal Mind. On the morning of June 30th, 1980, an explosion with a force of approximately 12 megatons occurred near the Tunguska River in Russia. And there's another word before the Tunguska, but I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Do it. Okay, if you want to look it, it up, do it. Do no, it. Let I'm not it. doing do it. it. Let me see it. Do it. Let me see it. Yeah, let's see if you can do it, okay? So that way you're Wait. saving me. Let me get the sound bite ready. Uh-huh. Go ahead. <laughs> do, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> now you see my, now do you it. know my pain. Pakamanaya. What did he say? I'm pretty sure that was accurate. Maybe. Any, are there any Russians? Not even listen? close. Anybody in Russia that can confirm? Say it again. Podka <laughs> Menyana. <laughs> I wasn't looking at it that time, so I just made that up. <laughs> all right, so anyway, you get the gist, all right? It was 12 megatons that occurred near the Tunguska River. What is that equivalent to? That's what I was wondering. I, I was know. like, that's so such a large number. <laughs> so so it's, it's estimated that this explosion flattened around 80 million trees over an area of 2,150 square kilometers of forest. Witnesses suggest that at least three people may have died as a result of the explosion. Now, let me tell you real quick, three is not a bad no, number no, when for that 80 million damn trees that surface were, area yeah. yeah even though it's still bad i mean every life is precious every life is precious i get it <laughs> i can't say what i was gonna say there because i was like i don't feel like this is equal to what it should have been we need more people yeah. <laughs> of course you would say that more people should have died <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean three people and oh, but math think math in here no then, then again there could have been a lot more people but everything was obliterated so they had yeah. no clue uh, where these true. people were there's probably a lot of missing people and it was disintegrated Plus, like like russia is like a lot of unpopulated area and then very small populated it's area also too. russia too so they probably weren't actually counting they were just walking and be like oh there's one and i bet you everybody probably just survived it because russians are tough they, they are 
Got they a tickle are in my throat. Probably bullied the dead ones. Yeah. <laughs> so you do that. So this explosion is thought to have been caused by a stony asteroid about 50 to 60 meters in size, which likely approached from the east southeast at a speed of about 27 kilometers per second. Although there's no impact crater, and that's a weird thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. It's classified as an impact event because the object is thought to have exploded at an altitude of 5 to 10 kilometers rather than hitting the Earth's surface. Hmm. The math ain't math. Right. And and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But I found that whenever I was researching this, I found it rather odd that there was no impact crater. But millions of trees were obliterated. There's no crater to, there's no proof of anything. Yeah, Yeah, it had to go somewhere. Right. The Tunguska event is the largest impact event on record, though larger impacts have occurred in prehistoric times. An explosion of this magnitude would be capable of destroying a large metropolitan area. It has been mentioned in popular culture and has sparked real-world discussions about asteroid impact avoidance. Eyewitnesses who were in the surrounding area at the time reported that the sky split in two. Fire appeared high and wide over the forest, and the northern side of the sky was covered with fire. Can you imagine, especially in that time, 1908, something like that going on? And oh and, and again, if you were religious in, in any degree, you're like, oh my God. This is it. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> but the Savior's coming back. And then, and, then, and then right after that, like <laughs> everything is obliterated. Yeah, it's, you and your two neighbors are dead. <laughs> but it's just can you imagine during that i mean even in our time we would be like holy hell what yeah Yeah, for sure it would be a big event but they didn't have any way of foreseeing that happening it was just something that happened now we'd probably be able to predict that it was gonna happen yeah we'd see it coming forever before it got here yeah there's like a whole like section of scientists that's all they do yeah that's all they do all the asteroids that are going to hit the earth so witnesses also reported a strong heat and noise like rocks were falling and or cannons were firing and the earth shaking and hot wind racing between the houses (laughs) (laughs) it burned my face (laughs) that's why there's that's why there's no impact because this was just somebody dropping a big old (laughs) duke The explosion registered at seismic stations across Eurasia and airwaves from the blast were detected in Germany, Denmark, Croatia, the United Kingdom, Batavia, Dutch East Indies, and Washington, D.C. Say that one more time. Did you say but? No, Batavia? But whatever, Batavia, whatever. So it was felt, it was felt as far as like Washington, D.C. Hot wind from Batavia. Really? (laughs) Anyway. Man, y'all got some attention problems. Um, (laughs) So the resulting shock wave was equivalent to an earthquake measuring 5.0 on the Richter magnitude scale in some places. So that's like the the highest that it could be, right? What? No. No. No, 5.0 is... That's kind of a mild... Well, it's kind of a mid... mid. It's like a mild tremble. Tremble? Tremble. Yeah, here you are talking about me and my speech. It's a tremble. (laughs) Anyway. You're rubbing off on me, man. Yeah, okay, it's my fault. All right, so night skies in Asia and Europe were aglow for the next few days, and there are reports of brightly lit photographs being taken at midnight in Sweden and Scotland. This sustained glowing effect was theorized to be due to light passing through high-altitude ice particles that had formed at extremely low temperatures as a result of the explosion, which is kind of cool. That is cool. 
Yeah. Uh, estimates of the energy released by the explosion have varied greatly from three to 30 megatons of TNT. It wasn't until more than a decade after the explosion that any scientific analysis of the region took place, in part due to a Russian mineralogist led a team to the Tunguska River Basin. <laughs> Stop looking at me. I said it right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so it led a team to the Tunguska River Basin to conduct a survey for the Soviet Academy of Sciences. Although they never visited the central blast area, Kulik believed the explosion had been caused by a giant meteorite impact based on local accounts of the event. But where's the crater? Yeah. Just like, where's the baby? Where's the baby? Where's the baby? Where Where's the crater? There's no yeah. impact crater. So that kind of doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if there's an explosion that it, it broke apart, you would see fragments of something somewhere, right? For sure. Yeah, there's, yeah if, if something's falling out of the sky, it's going to make a dent wherever it lands. And especially yeah. if they got a vibration on the ground right. from it uh, so far away, how do you not have a crate uh, impact point? It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's yeah. very weird. So in 1927, Kulik led a scientific expedition to the Tunguska blast site. To their surprise, they found no impact crater at ground zero. Instead, they found a zone where trees were scorched and devoid of branches, but still standing upright, which is strange. That is strange. Trees further away from the center had been partly scorched and knocked down in a direction away from the center, creating a large radial pattern of downed trees. Hmm. So that's a circular pattern, and they're still saying that there's not an impact point. Yeah. Because you would think the only other solution is that something grazed over the top and Aliens. just kept going. Yeah. Aliens? Aliens? Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, that's what I'm already thinking. Yeah. Expeditions in the 1950s and 1960s found microscopic silicate and magnetite spheres and siftings of the soil. I, I, got, through I got through it. <laughs> I got through it and then my voice went, <laughs> you guys can't see it, but on his forehead, there's bullets of sweat just coming <laughs> my fi- on my five head. Okay? You can see it if you're watching our Patreon. I'm going to do an up close yeah. next. You better not. You bastard. And if you guys have Patreon, you can see the picture of Shane that I've mentioned in our Yeah, make sure to zoom in six. into the back yeah, of the wall. Yeah, so similar spheres were predicted to exist in the Feld trees, although they could not be detected by contemporary means. Later expeditions did identify such spheres in the resin of the trees. Chemical analysis showed that the spheres contained high proportions of nickel relative to to iron, leading to the conclusion that they were of extraterrestrial origin. But extraterrestrial, that's just from, not from here. Duh. But yeah, like any any meteor or whatever. I like how you casually here. Just extraterrestrial just means it's not from here, as opposed to what. Well, uh, what I'm saying is, <laughs> uh, like, it doesn't mean aliens. It just means. I mean, that, it does though. No, it doesn't. Well, who brought it? No, dude. A meteor flying through space and going into our atmosphere is extraterrestrial. It's not in our sphere, but it, it's just a meteor that enters our airspace. It's like, that's extraterrestrial too, right? Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so chemical analysis of peat bogs from the area also revealed numerous anomalies consistent with an impact event. The isotopic signatures of carbon, hydrogen, and nitrogen at the layer of the bogs corresponding to 1908 were found to be inconsistent with the isotopic ratios measured in the adjacent layers. The region of the bogs showed these anomalous signatures also contains an unusually high proportion of iridium, similar to the iridium layer found in the 
Cretaceous Apologene boundary. I was close. Starting to get so boring. You know what? Listen to me. Listen to me. I feel like we're in science class. (laughs) No. Do you want the details of the case or do you not want the details of the case? This is a lot of details. Okay. Well, that's what a podcast is. You give information, right? (laughs) Feed them to us, teacher. Yeah. Y'all. Is there going to be a quiz? I'm almost done. So y'all can shut up after that. All right. (laughs) But. As with any scientific investigation, not everyone agrees. Some scientists have disputed these findings, arguing that isotopic <laughs> compositions with signatures similar to those of CI and CM carbonaceous chondrites were found in Tunguska peat layers dating from the time of the explosion. But measurements performed in other laboratories have not confirmed these results. So the mystery of Tunguska explosion remains unsolved. You know what I think? I think you need to start doing those like tongue exercises <laughs> <laughs> that, that actors do before, before they do scenes. How about, how about you read it then? The, I got a tongue just, exercise how about, for how you. About, how, about, how, about, how about you source how about you source the material you or you do it. So anyway, so this is getting, back, getting back to the topic. Oh, okay, so there's no impact crater. Here, here's Joshua with his giggles. So. <laughs> I can't. So, so there's there's no impact crater there's nothing like that so do you of course whatever it was from was extraterrestrial but it doesn't mean it was it was an alien it was an alien it doesn't mean it was an alien but what do you think you think it was alien of alien origin i think that it see here here's my thing is like all right so it it created a lot of damage but it didn't have an impact point which means that it didn't land or didn't hit the earth but it came mm. down aggressively okay so so it got a little too close right. is what you're saying yeah it was kind of like somebody who it got a little too close to where where it wanted to go and it was toward the earth and what well, a little and, bit yeah. too close and here here's a an, sightseeing bus that veered okay yep. that i could see that and here's another thing too like yeah there were three casualties but if you imagine if it was of alien origin it could have been a lot worse 80 million trees all of that right. it could have been a worse situation so maybe it was just a uh maybe a misstep Cause I, yeah because i just you know, don't think like it doesn't take a big asteroid to wipe out a lot of area at one time so depending on like how big this thing was and like an impact point could have caused a lot more damage i'm, I'm just wondering like if it was a meteor or something like that, where the hell did it go? Yeah. Like, exactly. where is That's it? true. And, and my thing is, like, if you watch, like, you know, your end of days movies with asteroids, I mean, it's not a very big asteroid that comes and kills us. So, no, like, if it doesn't this thing, take a huge one. Yeah. I mean, like, this thing had to leave something if it was. I think it's got to be, like, a couple of miles wide. And that's. But, you know, like, to... if, if it's a ship that's using, like, reverse propulsion and it gets super close, it's still going to push out, but it's not going to, like. Yeah. Like, what, what, are those uh storms the microburst yeah so like they're they're similar to uh the damage of what a tornado would cause right but really it's just like a microburst it's like a intense pressure going downward yeah. which i could see that being the case and what you were talking about with 80 million trees or whatever it could have been the downward burst was so intense and so yeah, quick. it was radial yeah. right so it could have caused that damage and it coming was in hot it was just collateral damage at that point. Yeah. You know? This yeah. was just this was just an alien dad trying to teach his teenager how to drive and they just almost wrecked. <laughs> there you go. That's that's Take a, out a whole planet. Yeah. That is a uh interesting theory, I guess. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if say you had an extra hour in your day? 
Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get better help. Visit betterhelp.com p60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash p60 it's time to take control of your life dave's here rooting you on and if i can do this you can do this let's do this together betterhelp.com slash p60 there's a link for it on today's program guide please go support our new sponsor alien soda company for all things out of this world go shop at aliensodacompany.com and use code searchers for 10 percent off and you can use that code every time at checkout so please go and show your support but please use that code so we can track it and we know that we're making a difference right we're making a difference we want to show our sponsors that we are uh, sending people their way and we appreciate them as much as they have been supporting us alien soda Company.com and use code searchers for 10% off. How about our listener source material? Hey, that's a good idea. Why do we make them work? We should be doing the work. Well, they give us the subject and then we research it. Like we've already Clearly had they know we're requests. not doing the work. We've had numerous requests for the Mandela effect, so we have to do it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's involved too. That's something that I've always been interested in. It's it. Uh, like what did we talk about the last a couple of episodes ago? Ricky, 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 Tavi. Yeah, I, no, no, I, I have had a few people message me and tell me they've heard of it. Right, so. I got and cussed I out today because I didn't hear of it. They were like, "How do you not know what this is?" Yeah. I was like, "Well, the same I'm reason." Just a poor boy and his, from a poor family. His cream of chicken soup. Yeah, so let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> and the important the, things. This is not the Tunguska event, but. It's just more impactful. It's, so it's even bigger. This is actually has an impact point. So I posted. <laughs> it's on social media. Yeah. So I posted on social media. I was. I said, uh, "What the hell is is cream of chicken soup?" He tried to make a joke. Yeah. And, and what and, you meant to say was cream of chicken soup makes me think about chicken semen. But you tried to be funny. Yeah. Well, I was. I was <laughs> trying to people be. People got pissed. I was off. trying to be in a roundabout way. <laughs> listen, listen, everybody. I'm from the south. I know what cream of chicken. is. 
is because we make casseroles here in the South and that's in a lot of our casseroles. So right. I know exactly what it is. I was just trying to make a funny and people he was, took he it was trying, seriously. He was trying to say that cream of chicken soup was semen. No, what I was, what I was, what I was and saying. And you guys didn't get the joke. <laughs> he didn't want any creamy yeah. chicken. What I was saying was who would want some cream of a chicken, you know? Yeah. I mean, we could put two and two. We can read between the lines, yeah. Shane. Not everybody could, though. Some people were like, please tell me, you, have you ever cooked before? Please tell me that you... I was like, I know what it is. I'm and just And the answer joking. to that is, no, he Hell has no, never I'm, cooked before. Well, no, my answer to that was, why cook when I can have somebody else do it for me? Ooh. And people didn't like that either. But it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I mean, you cooked for me. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I used, it was some good food. I didn't use cream and chicken, though. I used cream and meat. <laughs> <laughs> knew it was coming. That's disgusting, dude. You weren't complaining. <laughs> and, 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 and you timed that. You timed that perfectly because I said, "And yeah, it was really good." <laughs> you suck so bad. That big bold flavor. Yeah. God. <laughs> Dang it, man. So, that's gross. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Paranormal Mind Podcast. Please uh, go to our Patreon if you want to be a patron member. Go to patreon.com forward slash searchers believe. And until the next episode, searchers out. See ya. See ya.